Thanks for checking out the PowerPlace audio podcast. If you want more resources for your walk with the Lord, you can visit us online at www.thepowerplace.org. You can check us out on YouTube and Facebook at The PowerPlace Church if you want to watch the service online. And if you want to give, you can text any amount to 84321 or visit the church website. Good morning, everybody. How are you doing? What a great day to be in the house of God this morning. I believe that we're in some exciting days, getting ready to cross over into uh, 2023. As I was in the back um, worshiping before we get started, God laid Jeremiah 29, 13 on my heart. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. And as I was, I was standing in the back, I was, I, was challenged, I was challenging myself saying, Lord, what does it look like to make this come to pass? You will seek me and find me. You will seek me and find me. You will seek me and find me. When, catch, make sure to catch this part, when you seek me with all of your heart. I sat back in the back and I thought to myself, I wonder if they're going all in. Because if this is what all in looks like, that's pretty sad. I'm telling you, I've had such a challenge in my heart because I, I love church that wants to come in and, and get free from things and, and, and enter into his presence. But I came in this morning and I feel like God said, I don't want you to play games today. So go ahead and deliver the truth. And sometimes the truth doesn't feel very good. I know that because I was raised in a home with Greg Hollis and he never lacked the truth. Always told us how it was. And so I want to come to you this morning as, as one of uh, a, a voice from above saying, hear me, church, if you're entering into his presence to find him, the way you're entering in isn't enough. And I'll go ahead and let you know that because I felt a prompting of, of the, the spirit this morning, the Holy Spirit. And he said, you have to warn them we're in the last days. And if this is all they've got, they're not going for much. Because if we're coming into this place and, and our, our all in is standing, I find it hard to believe that that's all we have. My name is Isaiah. I'm the executive pastor here at the Power Place. <laughs> we're happy that you're here, but we're not here to play games. I, 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 we never had a heart to plant a church that just came together um, for a weekly calendar appointment. It actually frustrates me when, when people come together just to stand. Because we're not a church that just comes to receive. We're a church that comes to participate in praising his presence that's in the room. He says, where two or three are gathered, I'm there. So this morning, he's here. I don't know if you are very good at math. Last time I checked, there's more than three in the room. And his presence is here. And I want to come right out of the gate with this because I want you to know the heart of God is not for a bunch of people to be safe in four walls. The heart of God is to come together and drive after his presence. 
Well, what does that mean, to drive after his presence? Isaiah, are you saying that, that I have to move? Yeah. Are you saying that I have to sing? Mm-hmm. Are you saying that I need to raise my hands? Absolutely. Are you saying that I have to, like, do a jig? No, but sometimes it actually is good. Well, why? Why, why, why do you have to do that? Isn't that, like, ritualistic and, like, super religious? No. What it actually does is it peels off the layers of you. You see, when you come in this, in this place, a lot of us will come in with heavy loads of pride. And that's what makes us stand in our seat so steady and, oh, I'm just, I'm here to receive today. No, you're here with a load of pride that you need to let go. And I hate coming out of the gate like this because I don't, I don't want you to get the wrong picture, but when God gives me the cue to go, I just listen and then pray for forgiveness later. I want you to know, I want you to know, coming right out of the hatch, we need to, as a church, rise up and enter in. If you seek me with all of your heart, laying everything down, coming in fully, saying, Lord, what do you want from me? I'm here to give it all. Let me talk to the men for a second. This is the hardest for men. Ladies, they're easy. They're like, oh, I'll give it all. Hell yeah. Men, they come in and they're like, yo, whoa, I was just in a tree stand last night. I can't get rid of my dignity today. You're joking, right? I eat meat. This is a sick joke. Like maybe if, you know, we did this a little different and sang like some country songs, but I don't know if I can get it down to this. I'm here for my wife. Let me tell you something. When you drop your dignity for him, he will blow your mind with masculinity. Insane, insane amount of, of, of this courage will rise up inside of you by laying it all down for him. And your children will be different from seeing their dad lay it all down. Your future wife will be blessed because you've stripped yourself of pride to lay it all down. You will find, if you're single in the room, you will find the best spouse by laying it all down first. I promise you that. I promise you that. You lay it down now, God will pour out and bring you what you need. What you need. You're not going to find her in a club. He'll bring you what you need. You're not going to find her probably on Tinder. He'll bring you what you need. Some of you in the room are like, I found him on Tinder. What are you talking about? <laughs> and that is why you're here this morning. No, just kidding. <laughs> the power place exists to help you encounter the Lord's presence daily so that you can be empowered by his spirit and his word so that you can go and engage with your world. You are, you're getting out of yourself to enter into his presence. On a daily basis, when you find yourself lacking in something, it's in his presence that you find what you're lacking. When you find yourself lacking in something, it's in his presence that you find out what you're lacking. And he comes in and he fulfills that lack. Look at your neighbor and say, you lack something. We all lack something. We all lack something. We all lack something. And in our lack, he shows up. He says, hey, you're missing some things. I'm here to fulfill those lacking things. I will come in and be what you cannot be. So whatever that is for you, drive into his presence so that he can take care of you. 
One of our values, the value of this week is stewardship. We say, don't be a stupid steward. It's, a, it's such an easy saying, but when you really tear back stewardship and kind of like pull back, are you stewarding worship well? Are you stewarding your prayer life well? Are you stewarding your finances well? Are you stewarding your spouse well? Are you stewarding your children well? Are you stewarding what God's blessed you by possession well? Some of you complain about the house you live in, but you don't even take care of it. So how is God going to trust you with more if he can't even trust you with what you have? If I were to surprise visit you tomorrow morning, would it be, would it be taken care of? Would it be put together or no? <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> Steward what you have. Let God say, hey, we got to bless him with more. Look at what he's taking care of. Look, look, look. He can even take care of that. I can trust them with more. Give them more. That's why we need more space here. God, that's our daily prayer. Lord, you can trust us with more. We're just going to give it back to you. Whatever you give us, we're going to give it back to you. Over and over again on a daily basis. So steward what you have well. One of the things we steward here is rest and health. Health is one of our values. We say daily encounters with the Lord matter. And we lean into health around here with our staff, uh, with our staff over at, at our school. We, we lean into health. You have to be healthy to do what God's called you to do at the best of your ability. You have to be healthy. Well, one of the things in, in the Word talks about the Sabbath. He Sabbath. He took a day to rest from doing work. And so we Sabbath around here. For our, for our staff, we Sabbath on Mondays. Mondays are our rest days. I have to be honest, I never really stewarded my Sabbath until just a few months ago well. Mondays were kind of like the run days. We did everything, crammed everything into a Monday because Tuesday was coming and we had to be back to work. And, and it would be one of those cram days. And in that cram day, we would talk about church because what else do you talk about? Talk about what you're going to do on Tuesday. And so we found ourselves in this routine, uh, me and Brittany, uh, my wife, we found ourselves in this routine of on Mondays talking about church, talking about the school, talking about what was coming, talking about everything that should be, everything that could be, everything that would be. That, that was our Monday. And you go back to Tuesday, and you're like, wow, here we are again. Just in the past few months, we've eliminated that from our Monday and made it just a rest day. We're just going to rest in his presence. Lord, you speak. We're going to shut up. He loved that. He, he appreciated that. And we, we, we use our, our Monday as a rest and to kind of recalibrate to hit the ground running Tuesday day. And let me tell you, it has changed our lives. It's changed our lives. I'm 35 and I'm just getting this. I'm just understanding what the word of God is uh, saying about stewarding your Sabbath is important. Some of you say, well, I don't get Mondays off. You get Saturdays off. Take your Saturday. You get Thursday off. Take your Thursday and take it as a day to recalibrate, to, to rest, and actually really rest. So good. In Matthew 11, uh, verse 28, it says, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Rest. This morning, I want to talk about the gifts of the Spirit, we're going to be talking about tongues and interpretation. 
Now, some of you just turned me off right there when I just talked about tongues. Because some of you are still in this church after being here for years, and you're still a little bit confused about it. Maybe you're even a little bit put off by it. And it's something that we do in this house very often. Brandon, you can put up Jude 120 for me, please. I know I didn't send it to you in that order, but I just want to go here because we, we put this verse up um, as a church whenever we start to speak out freely. Jude 1.20 says, But you, dear friends, by building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit. And we'll, you'll see this verse pop up when we start speaking in tongues on stage without going into prophecy or anything like that. We're just speaking. We're speaking to build ourselves up. Using it as, as a tool, as a, a weapon, as a tool to build ourselves up. And God starts speaking in those moments, uh, using, using the, the Holy Spirit as a weapon. Everybody look at your neighbor and say, you're a weapon. You're a weapon when you have the Holy Spirit. So you just falsely talk to your neighbor. That was, that was not right. Because they're not a weapon unless they have the Holy Spirit. Just another body. I was filled as a teenager at camp. I was hungry for it. Man, I, I, every altar call they gave, I'm up there at the front. Lord, fill me, fill me, fill me, fill me, fill me. Finally, I got filled at, at youth camp. And it changed my life forever. I remember being a part of my wife, Brittany. She was at youth camp. We were there together. And uh, the evangelist called for, you know, if you wanted to be filled with baptism of the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, come forward. She came forward. Man, like three hours later, she was up at the front. She had been slain in the spirit. God was wrecking her from the inside out and filled her. I remember when London, my oldest daughter, 11 years old, she was seven, got filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues. All of these moments stand out to me because it's, it's like another weapon in the belt getting ready to, to fight the enemy. And it's, it's, a, it's a huge moment where it changes, it changes the game because you, you can now use it against the enemy. 1 Corinthians 14.5, it says, Now I want you all to speak in tongues. This is Paul. But we all know that the Bible is God breathed. So God is saying through Paul, I want you all to speak in tongues. My heart is that you all would strive and hunger for this. I would love for all of you to receive and speak in tongues. Acts 2, verse 1. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Jump up to verse 46. It says, every day that they continued to meet together in the temple courts, they broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. The New Testament church was birthed through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But tongues are weird. 
It sounds weird. It feels weird. Have you not gone out of your house in the year of 2022? People are weird. You got, you got men dressing up like dogs and women holding the chains that bound them. People are weird. People wearing masks in their cars with the windows up. People are weird. We have, we have this, this mentality to come into the church and want to feel weird. But we're okay with going to Walmart. I didn't know it was okay to wear your PJs out, but Walmart people do. Here's, the, here, here's what we need to understand as, as the church is that the world is crazy. Our minds are straight and led by the word of God. And what he says, I want to abide by. So when he says through Paul, my heart is for all of you to be filled my striving is to be filled. All I want is more of you. So what do I have to do to get it? Come into my presence. Be in my presence. That's why daily we get into his presence. Daily you can be delivered from things. Daily you can come into his presence and be released from anger, depression, worry, all of those things, sickness, just getting into his presence. When I enter into your presence, Lord, I leave different. And I don't even have to be there for long. You could do like a full restore in 30 to 45 minutes. I, I tried, I've tried everything else. I've tried medication. I've tried alcohol. I tried drugs. That all didn't work. This is some of your guys' story. And within 30 minutes, God can wreck you. Mark 16, verse 9. It says, when Jesus rose early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had driven seven demons. She went and told those who had been with him and who were mourning and weeping. When they heard that Jesus was alive and that she had seen him, they did not believe. Afterward, Jesus appeared in a different form to two of them while they were walking in the country. These returned and reported it to the rest, but they did not believe them either. Later, Jesus appeared to the 11 as they were eating. He rebuked them for their lack of faith and their stubborn refusal to believe those who had seen him after he had risen. As I was preparing for this morning, I felt like God brought me to this verse and he said, I want you to address the stubborn refusal of my tongues. And I was like, whoa, that's heavy. He's like, listen, people have seen it. You've talked about it. You, you've, you've addressed it. You've explained it. And still they sit there and say, I don't know if I believe it. Stubborn refusal. Now I've been this way. I always will be this way. Good luck trying. God's like, hey, strip down the layers, strip down the layers. I want so much more for you than you even want for yourself. Some of you are in this room and, and you actually have said, 
I don't feel like I'm worthy of it because of what I've done and where I've been. And I'm here to erase that from your memory and let you know God has forgiven you of that and he wants to pour out more on you. Amen. He said to them in verse 15, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Now notice, after he rebukes them, this is the loving kindness of the Father. After a rebuke, he tells you then what to do. I'm going to correct you. No, no. And send you. Oh, no, 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 but I'm not worthy. Yes, you are. Get that right. Now go. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But let me, let me rebuke the refusal out of you. That's, that's stubbornness inside of you. Stubbornness, go. Holy Spirit, come. Now go. Now go. Now go. Yeah, you came in here this morning, stubborn, pride-filled, the same person you've been for the last 11 years, and God wants to break it today. He says, stubborn refusal, go in Jesus' name. Hey, go ahead. I've forgiven all of that. Now go. Watch this, watch this. He said, he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Notice that he trusted them to go into all the world, not just one area. He wasn't like, ah, I mean, I guess we can send him to uh, what, what could handle them. No, no, no. He trusted him. He says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. Again, the love of a father. That's the love of a true father. These fathers just, just allow their children to go through hardships. Oh, they'll figure it out someday. No, 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 no. Rebuke it. Get them back on the right track so that they can do what God's called them to do. Man, I'm so, I'm so happy that I had a father that was like, nope. No, 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 you can't, no. You want that and you're acting like that? You're never going to get there. It didn't feel very good. And the fact that he had a mullet made it worse. <laughs> He's tamed it down. It's been cut up. It used to be long and flowy. He was the original pit viper, I'm telling you, straight up. But when he would come in and rebuke stubbornness and say, hey, listen, Isaiah, you can't act like that and expect something else. You're going to get the consequences that come along with acting like that. So if you want to be a parent to let your children just experience and, and take on the world and do all that, oh, they'll figure it out at some point, you will have those kids. You can already fill in the blank. Kids that are going to school saying they're a cat. And the teachers have to act like they're a cat. Because that's the world we live in. So since you're a cat and you say you're a cat, you must identify as a cat, so therefore you are a cat. <laughs> Thanks for shaking your head. I appreciate you. It's crazy. 
The world is weird. The Holy Spirit is not. Tongues are not weird. The world is weird. The church is the most normal thing and the thing that most people rely on at the end of their rope. They will come to the church. Oh, man, I've tried it all, so I might as well try God. And when you come into his presence, something in you rises up and it's like, I feel something different here. You want to know why? It's because you're going back to the womb and in the womb, God formed you. And so you were actually drawn back to him, which was his original call on your life. And so when you finally find him, you're actually feeling the comfort of originally being in him. It's that original draw. It's that original climate that you were used to that now you become not used to. It's like moving from Florida to Pennsylvania in February. Something doesn't feel right. And I would be able to tell you, but I can't feel anything, so I don't know. And then going back to Florida in February, you would be like, this feels right. It's because you've been out of your destination of comfort for so long that when you get back to it, it's like, this feels good. I'm not sure why. I just, I like the sand between my toes and the warmth on my face. It feels right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what it feels like to be drawn back to the Father. Even, even if, even if for years you've been experimenting with this and experimenting with that and going off here and going there and, 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 and trying out even same sex marriage. I don't know. I just felt a prompting to say it. And some of you are in this room and you've experimented with stuff like that. And God wants you to know, I forgive you. Well, Zay, do you guys hate gays? No. No, not at all. But I would never want you to be bound and trapped. And God says you're free. And he says when you're free, you're forgiven. And when you're forgiven, he literally casts your sin as far as the east is from the west and doesn't remember it. It's over. And so you can be free, literally ripped away from that bound thing that bound you and walk. Mm. Verse 17, and these signs will accompany those who believe. Look at your neighbor say, those who believe. Those who believe, this is important. Those who believe, and these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. And when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people, and they will get well. This is a promise. This is a promise. Those who have me in them, who are saved, ooh, when they open their mouths, things happen. When they open their mouths, all of a sudden, miracles break out. New tongues start to go. I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's mind-boggling to see what can happen. Last week, we were, uh, God prompted me to talk, you know, to pray over ears to be open. And this morning, there she is. She's sitting front row this week. Last week, she was home. She wasn't feeling very well. This week, she's here. She was at home, prayed for deaf ears to be open. She had been clogged for about a month. When I called for people online, she placed her hand on her ear that she had been, had been clogged, started to pray. 
God started to release, she felt a drainage and a tingling, and her ear opened. That's how good God is. That was accurate, yes? Good? That's how good God is. Hey, we're going to give you a prompting in your spirit to pray for something. Do it, and we'll see results. Amen. And that's the kind of church I want to go to. I want to go to a church that hears from the Holy Spirit and obeys with a prompting. We're going to go and we're going to do what God's called us to do. Well, you're weird. We know. So are you. I like being in the company of weird people. So thanks for showing up. Well, pastor, it feels a little cultish in here because you're always saying the same values. You're always saying the same thing, what the power place exists for around here. You know, everybody can, can quote it and, and recite it. And now you're teaching your students. It feels a little cultish around here. No, actually, we're just giving you actual language to put to value so that you can actually use it in your home. Because if you know it, then you can recite it and speak it and therefore be empowered by it and use it as a weapon. It's good to be on purpose about your language. You need to get some structure in place at your house so that you have on purpose language to use in a time of crushing, in a time of pressing, whatever things are all coming together, you have a language to use against it. Yeah, you need to. When things start to come against you from all angles, you need to have some on purpose language to use. Hey, I'm a child of God. I'm the head and not the tail. You can go ahead and back up now. I'm back. I took a little hiatus. I'm back. I had a moment of doubt, but I didn't give into it. I'm here. So go ahead and keep stepping because this is my house, and as for me and my house, we serve the Lord in this place, and his presence is all over this place, and so you're not welcome here. Start speaking to it. Start speaking to those things. It's intentional language. Tongues is intentional language. Man, I love speaking in tongues. We, we start every morning um, as a staff, taking the first 30 minutes of our work day and pressing into his presence and just having a, a daily encounter together. Well, when we do that, I feel such a prompting in my spirit just to speak in tongues for most of the 30 minutes. It's this, this prompting in my spirit This I got to drive into. And I love what happens because you start to feel a shift as you start to speak. There's this shift that happens. It's like, it's like getting premium gas. I don't know. Something happens inside, and you're like, I feel something shifting in the atmosphere. His presence is here, and I'm ready to go. Verse 18, they will pick up snakes with their hands, and when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people and they will get well. Verse 19, after the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, he was taken up into heaven, and he sat at the right hand of God. Then the disciples went out and preached everywhere, and the Lord worked with them and confirmed his word by the signs that accompanied them. So notice, he rebuked them, then he sent them, they obeyed and went, and went with their obedience Signs and wonders accompanied them. 
You got to have obedience. Well, Lord, send me a sign and then I'll go. No, he already sent us. He said, go be fishers of men. Go. He already sent us. It's in the word. Learn your word. He already sent us. He said, go. And when we go, these things, these signs will accompany you. But you got to go first. Look at your neighbor. Say, go. You got to go. First Corinthians, first Corinthians 12, 10. It says to another powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to still another, the interpretation of tongues. Notice how it says interpretation of tongues, not translating tongues. We don't need a translator because you can't understand it. It's a heavenly language. You can't translate a heavenly language. You can interpret it. When God sends a message from heaven, you know, a lot of times we'll have uh, prophecies happen or, or, you know, just a direct message from heaven come to this house, and, and I love it. We've had prophetic words released over this house and all of those prophetic words we're seeing come to pass. We're seeing them come to pass. I mean, look at just 2022, the prophetic word that God put over the house, the, house, the year of expansion. 2022, the year of expansion. Notice how much expansion we've had in just babies. Just babies alone. Eliminate everything else. Just babies. And we can add on to that, puppies. Lots of puppies. But notice, God has expanded. What the enemy wants to do is shut wounds. He wants to close them off because he doesn't want to multiply the good seed. God has used the year of 2022 to open wounds, to expand even by number. What's happening? God expanded this church. We've expanded in, in many areas of this church. And it's exciting. It's really exciting. I want you to take a, a we're going to take, it's like four or five minutes. I want you to watch this. This is Pastor Kenneth Hagin at the beginning of his sermon. And God is wrecking him. He's speaking in tongues and interpreting. I want you to watch this. I want you to, to see how God uses him to deliver a word that's directly from him. Watch this. Thank you, Lord. Simorake gazungo doko naga dafrakite pokotolo kota laba kana nevi enchke nigi ige dibikite paya. Rodinga nangan sukotora nangi gidi bifi hinsu kokotolo prafin evi enge gidi ba. Erinaga sorodegi ege dibo oranaga aganini. Many are concerned about the future, and they wonder what will happen. Will darkness overtake, or will the light shine bright? Yea, saith the Lord of hosts, remember that you're in my hands, and remember that I know the future better than you know the past. And all is well. I will alert you concerning that which will affect you. I will show you the way to go, and you'll walk in it and be blessed above all the people of the world, upon the earth. You shall be blessed, for thou art my people. And my people shall rule and reign, and the blessings of God will fall upon them. The latter rain shall be poured out, yea, upon nations that are now 
barren and void, but the rain will be poured out. The seed will be planted. The harvest will come. The glory of God will shine upon the earth. And they of the world will walk on in the way in which they walk, and the darkness shall overtake them, but ye shall walk in the light. The entrance of his words giveth light. Walk according to the word. Walk in the word. Walk in the spirit. The power shall rest upon you, and the glory of God shall be seen upon your face. Many shall turn to the Lord. Great days, great times, great blessings are ahead. So rejoice and be glad. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Samahara Kedi Fini Moda. Sinamara Kono Namakaya Dei. Yusuhu Ugaguda Maang. En Sangumbangile Frepefe Ejidos Tostondo. Brivrefe Ejapapa. Meme Mehesu Tornenge. Kanga de Bingano. Ondo Kanste. Frepefe Esimote. Es sun conto non a mongondala, levre befe his supportu, efi epiking kun 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 to no mongun sanga, anskangegehim. Many are concerned about things that have happened, the terror that has taken hold of the hearts of many. Many are concerned about war, many are concerned about the future. Darkness seems to be developing, dark clouds on the horizon of time, but yea, saith the Lord of hosts, Walk not by what you see with the physical eye. Walk not by what you feel with the physical feeling. Walk not according to what your physical senses tell you. But walk according to what my word says. Walk according to what the Holy Ghost is saying unto you. For he's speaking unto many hearts. They walk on in the natural and pay no attention to their heart. He's speaking to many spirits. They walk on in the realm of the mental thinking their own thoughts, planning their own way. But yea, saith the Lord of hosts, listen to what the Spirit is saying to your heart, to your spirit. And what he said to you, act upon it. Act upon it. Act like it's so. Rejoice and be glad. In the face of adversity, in the face of seemingly naturally defeat, laugh. <laughs> Yeah, 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 because you have inside information, information inside the Word, information given by the Spirit. Glory to God, glory to God, and it shall all come to pass. Amen. Amen. Praise God, that's what the Spirit of God said. Amen. And it shall all come to pass. Notice how he said laugh. Laugh. Laugh because you have inside information. You have inside information. You have inside information. Laugh 
when things go crazy because you have inside information. You can laugh. I give you permission to laugh in the devil's face because you have inside information that a lot of people are lacking. You already know the end. You already know where we're headed. That's why we, we celebrate life. And I don't care if I die tomorrow, I'm going home. I get to win on either side. I'm promised a great outcome after this life. I'm not living this life for this life. I'm living this life for that life. What's to come? Amen. Amen. I have life today and after death. The only thing that's going to kill off is my body. Some of you are afraid of death. It's the thing that's restricted you the most in progressing in your walk with God because you actually fear death. Let me help you get your life right. Biblically, get your life right. Follow the word of God and death will never scare you again. I promise you that. Death will never scare you again. You can now drive like Pastor Greg. It won't scare you. It won't scare you. You can drift every exit on and off. It won't scare you. Pastor Greg always buys the plan, tires for life. He needs them. Hear me. Death doesn't have to scare you. It can ignite you. The devil thought he could take me down, but God had a bigger plan. So I'm going to fight until my dying day, and then I'm going to go rejoice. Because I get to be in the presence of the Most High. I get to actually be in His presence. And what I've longed for and lived for here on earth, I now get to celebrate. Oh, but I don't want to leave behind all my family and have them finished. They'll be fine. The Lord took care of you, and he'll take care of them. He will. But you got to have faith. Those that are faith-driven, and that's why he was rebuking the disciples, saying, why did you not believe? You lacked faith. You had, you were stubborn. You were stubborn. Oh, I don't know if I believe it. I don't know if I believe. Build your faith up. Yes, I will be taken care of. They will be taken care of. And the generations beyond them will be taken care of because of my obedience. Let them learn one thing from me, and that's to lean into his presence and lean into his voice. And they can learn that obedience is key. It's the key to life. So as we drive into his presence, we see things start to be revealed. 1 Corinthians 14, 39. It says, therefore, my brothers and sisters, be eager to prophesy and do not forbid speaking in tongues. Be eager to prophesy. And do not forbid speaking in tongues. I don't know about you, but I'm always eager to hear his voice. And so if I can get around people that hear his voice and can speak his voice, speak words directly from him, that's the kind of people I want to be in the presence of. Amen. Amen. I remember when Pastor Russ Fraze, he's gone on to be with the Lord since the prophetic word over this house, but I remember when he released a prophetic word on this stage. 
And he started talking into what God was bringing forth. And we have seen his words come to pass. And multiple times in staff meeting, brought it back to his word. Well, remember when Pastor Russ said this, we're living in those days. I want to be around people like that. They don't see things in the natural, but they see things in the spiritual realm. They don't see things for what they are. They see things for what they could be. I'm telling you, I want to be around people like that. I want to have men in my life. I want to have people in my life that speak into the future of where we're headed. That see things that I cannot see. Amen. John 7, verse 37, it says, On the last and greatest day of the festival, and I'm closing, worshiping, you can come, please. On the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as Scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. How many of you believe? How many of you believe? We declare rivers today. May his living water flow like never before. We declare dams be broken today in Jesus' name. No longer bound up by doubt and brokenness, but released in Jesus' name. Mm. Did you know that the devil cannot shut down a move of God? He can only mock it. And that's where people come into place. That's how people get involved. The devil loves to use people to mock a move of God. He loves to use people to start rumors. He loves to use people to destroy something that God's working in. That's how he he does it. He can't shut it down. He doesn't have that much power. He can't come in and shut it down. But he loves to send people in to mock it. We stand against that in this house. And so I don't know what twisted things you've heard about speaking in tongues, but I believe there's going to be waves of his presence this morning that fills the room. So come on all over this room. I just want you to stand with me. And here's, here's what I want to do. I just want you to lift your hands in this place. Maybe you've been filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Maybe you haven't. Thanks for checking out the Power Place audio podcast. The Power Place exists to help you encounter the Lord's presence daily, to empower you with his spirit and his word so that you can engage your world. Here at the Power Place, we believe the Bible from cover to cover. And our prayer is that as you listen, the absolute truth of God's word would bring complete freedom to every area of your life.